All right. Well, everybody, welcome to the Rec Poker Podcast Forums Edition. I'd like to thank Website Amp, Learn Pro Poker, and Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino for making this wonderful thing possible. My name's Jim Reed. I'll be your host for these forum editions. And I'm Blusterini in the home games and at Jim in the forums. I'm Andrew Feist. I am dealer 412 in the home games. I'm also uh, at Andrew on the forums. And I'm Chris Jones. I'm 5x5 in the forums, 5x5 on PokerStars, and 5v5 on Twitter. I'm John Somsky, and I am MN MN everywhere, except for in real life where I'm John. <laughs> we still think you're a poker geek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm Rob Washam. I'm Radman50, as John said, everywhere. And I'm Taylor Moss uh, on the forums. You can find me as Taylor Moss. Nice. A bunch of creative forum names uh, for all of us here on the Rec Poker crew. Um, at forums is what it's all about here. And we're actually going to go through a hand today. Uh, as we do every week, we pull one hand out. We pull one uh, discussion post out of our forums at rec.poker. This one's by ARW. Um, ARW is a fairly new member to Rec Poker, uh, but they have been a prolific presence in our forums. And uh, this is a post from uh, a little while ago talking about a bad call with a small pair. So ARW writes, it's uh, in the home game last night, the level is 5,100. There's an early position raised to 200. ARW calls in the cutoff and the small blind calls. The flop is eight of hearts, 10 of spades, eight, sorry, queen of hearts, 10 of spades, eight of hearts. Small blind checks, early position checks. And ARW bets 200 and the small blind calls. On the turn, the board is queen of hearts, 10 of spades, eight of hearts, eight of spades. So it pairs the board, check, check on the river, a two of clubs. So the board, queen of hearts, 10 of spades, eight of hearts, eight of spades, two of clubs. Small blind leads out half pot and ARW calls with pocket threes and wins. So the question is what ARW poses to the group. What do you think my opponent has? What hands can I beat? And is this a good call? So right off the bat, everybody, does anyone have any preliminary thoughts about uh, is it a good call? What hands can pocket threes beat and uh, that the opponent is betting on the river like that? Yeah, so the good part about uh, going for a hero call in this spot is all the draws missed. Uh, it was really only made hands that either improved or stayed uh, in a good status because uh, there's a, a heart draw on the flop that our opponent could have been on. Uh, they could also have a jack or a nine and um, have a gut shot draw that they're drawing to. Uh, so there's a couple things that our opponents could have that missed that pocket threes then beat. Uh, not many of those hands that have a jack or a nine or a flush draw have a two in them. Um, and we're not really worried about twos to begin with anyway. So it, it's kind of a, a gut check type, type of call, but um, it all comes down to the math of how often do we think this specific opponent uh, is going to call the flop bet with either a draw or a made hand and play it 
uh, the rest of the hand this way and leave half pot on the river. So uh, very villain dependent, but uh, it worked out definitely for ARW with his call with pocket threes. Yeah, and, and I, I think the, the, the flush draws are a little bit more, you're likely, more likely to win against the flush draw than against the straight draws because a lot of the straight draws are also going to have a pair. Someone will pl play 10-9 or queen-jack and they've got the gut shot straight, but they also made a pair with that board. Um, so, but that with the flush draws as well, there are a lot of missed draws that you could potentially win uh, if someone made a bluff on the river. And one of the things I love about this post is uh, ARW just has such a great comprehensive way to break down these results. And when it comes to hand ranging in particular, so, uh, he comes in here talking about what the board reads and he goes through an overview or what are the strongest holdings my opponent could have? What are some of the medium strength holdings he could have? What are some of the weakest holdings and how would that play out according to the action? Um, which is just a very clear, calm, reasonable way to think about this. Um, Chris, you had a point in here about uh, stack sizes, which I think is really important as well. And um, ARW says that uh, the stack size was about 30 to 35 big blinds there. There's a great response in here by Binkley, who's another prolific uh, forum poster, um, talking about the opponent profile that most favors a call, which is just another great way to be thinking about this. Uh, ARW is looking at the math, the combos, no matter what the villain is, uh, how is, how is their hand, how is their range expressed? Um, and Binkley's looking more about this particular opponent, which is great. So Binkley talks about the small blind preflop calling range, um, how they might play particular types of hands aggressively and other hands passively. And then Binkley goes into some other uh, combinations and combinatoric stuff down at the bottom. Yeah, I think villain type is incredibly important here, um, especially if it's our home game and if you've played a few hands with them and kind of have some sort of idea how they play. Because uh, some people will always, you know, bet their missed draws when uh, the hero in this hand uh, checks back on the turn and they're just taking a stab now because the only way they can win is if they can get their opponent to fold. So they're taking that one chance. But there's other people that are like, I miss and I'm not gonna go crazy over it. I'm just gonna check or check fold and just take that route instead. So having a general idea of what your opponent's doing in that spot really can help clear up and make you make a better decision. And I think uh, one of my favorite things about the whole post at the end here, <laughs> I mentioned this one was from a little while ago and uh, Binkley and ARW, I think are still just getting to know each other in the forums here. Cause uh, uh, Binkley says something like, or ARW says also good playing with you last night. And Binkley says, I assume you're blank. Congrats on the win. Uh, and then I think the very next day Binkley came in and won the home game. So obviously we're getting some forum run good in the, uh, in the home game there. So that's great. So uh, does anyone else have anything else they want to add into this little point here? Well, I'm, I'm, I, I just wanted to kind of jump in and ask about um, when we get a turn, I'm always curious about spots like this where we get um, a board like this that really changes with a paired board on a turn mm. and it goes check, check. Um, does that, does that lead us into like 
I'm curious when we think about a villain and them reacting both with their made hands and their draws, like, does that lean us more towards a potential call or towards a potential fold either way? Like what, what does a check check on a pair on a paired board that changes, you know, obviously what the, the, the best hands and some of the premium hands uh, can be on, uh, on a, in a hand like this. Does anyone have a thought about how they approach that does that change your thinking at all in terms of whether this is a good call or not? Yeah, I it, if I understand kind of where you're going with this, if the turn instead goes instead of going check check, if the small blind check uh, ARW leads out again and then gets called and then the opponent leads on the river, I'm scared and I'm running for the hills. Yeah, right, like yeah. that is an incredibly strong line for someone to take. Uh, so I don't like that at all. And for sure, with a hand like pocket threes, I'm getting out of there. Um, I think the check check is opening the door for our villain to bluff into us and try and mm -hmm. seal the pot. And that's essentially why uh, this play was possible by ARW, because I think any other line uh, that either player takes in this hand doesn't result in ARW winning it unless it goes check check on the turn and then opponent leads into us on the river where right. we can call a small value or a small bat trying to catch a bluff. Yeah. And I think it also, um, it, it makes it sort of more, you know, I think if this is, um, I don't know if this is the six of spades instead of the eight of spades um, and it goes check, check. It's almost like, I believe this, the, there's like, there's that smaller value that's that's possible there then. There's more combos of value that beats our pocket threes at that point. Um, because I think even even a made pair on that river may may put out a small value bet. Um so I think it, it it's it's both uh you're right, like if we bet out and then we got called, it would make us be running for the hills. But the fact that it's paired and it went check check, I feel like it, it gives us the the opportunity, yes, our, our opponent can have a very strong hand in this situation, but they can also have a lot of missed missed hands. Yeah, because that's, that's the biggest brick on the river you could have in this situation. So that, that does that does open it up where you have more possibilities that you are going to be winning with a call more percentage of the time. Yeah, I think that, that river card does not change anything at all, right? I mean, if he was, if he was behind, um, he's still behind. So it I, that that card just did not change anything. So I think you know I think there were some combinations that they were showing uh, on some of the earlier posts that I think they're missing a few combinations of cards that could be out there right now. Um, so I think I think I'm thinking more of an ace high type hand uh, that got to the river, maybe an ace high flush draw type hand that got to the river and decided, hey, my ace could be good right now because this. Is there was no action at all on the turn. This ace could be good. I can I can make a play at this at this pot and maybe even be good. So yeah, but an ace. I mean I mean by making a play at the pot by betting at it, you're really turning an ace into a bluff, because nothing is going to call you that's worse than an ace high. Um, right. You might but, very well be able to call down, or your ace high might be the best hand. But if you put a bet out there you're turning that into a bluff. Correct. Um, and on the, if we go back to the turn, um, 
I mean, you could still have a relatively strong hand on that particular flop. I might check king queen or ace queen um, in second position because there's the straight draws out there with the paired board. If they had an eight, you're uh, toast. You're, you really don't have that strong of a hand compared to the board. And I'd kind of like that play to set up someone bluffing into me on the river. Because I think that's the most likely way that I can actually get value for my cards. The board's too scary. Cards that I have beat or hands that I have beat probably aren't going to call. It's really hard to call with a 10-9 in this spot uh, now that the board is paired. You could try it, and you might, but it, that's a tough call. And they get into, as is typical with these ARW and Binkley posts, they do get into quite a comprehensive breakdown of the combo. So we're not going to go over that here on the podcast because it makes for lousy podcasting. But go to the forum. Uh, Bad Call with Small Pair is the name of the post. And uh, you can see them break it down. Depending on who's doing the breakdown, it looks like um, according to their uh, combos, you're rarely ahead. Um about half and half was the best case scenario. And then about a five to one dog uh, by combos was the worst case scenario. So it really comes down to pot odds, where you think your opponent is and their distribution at that moment. And uh, I'm not sure what other factors you'd consider, but my favorite, another, <laughs> I got a few favorite parts about this one, but I love how ARW writes off at the end. He says, uh, results don't matter. I'm not giving you guys the results for this one. We don't get to find out what they actually had. And that's fair. Um, you don't always get to find out. And that's part of poker is uh, you don't, don't pay to find out. <laughs> we, we, got, we got away with one there, but uh, I think uh, for the most part, you have to just trust that it's gonna be, um, trust your math, trust the combos, trust your reads, and uh, just make the right play in the right time. Anybody else wanna, I know we're trying to keep these things short and sweet because we value everybody's time and our listeners as well, but does anybody wanna add anything before we roll on out? Well, then I'll just say thanks again for the group here for talking to me about this awesome poker stuff. Thanks to website AMP, Running Aces, Hotel, Casino, and Racetrack, you got it, Andrew. And of course, to Learn Pro Poker. So thanks everyone, and we will see you next week.